0: Welcome to Protoss, a podcast series for those who are motivated to explore and understand more about the Kingdom. Here are your hosts, Wayne and Steve. It's great to be back here podcasting again. We've had a few weeks break because you've been rambling around Spain. Now, what have you been doing over there, Wayne? People who are regular listeners would probably be aware. Part of what we do is in Spain and uh,
1: feel really privileged and honoured to be called there. Couldn't go for a couple of years. I don't know why. Uh, Well, (laughs) we're not going to go there, are we? (laughs) We've been doing an online training college, uh, bilingual Spanish-English, for a couple of years, and it was just a great opportunity to reconnect with people, people who are co-presenters and translators Mm. and primarily just to continue those relationships. And I didn't realise you are bilingual. My language skills improved. I did learn (laughs) uh, Clara de Lemon, which is a lemon beer, which was my favourite drink.
0: Very important.
1: (laughs) We're also going there to obviously to speak in churches, to gatherings of leaders, to see what the next steps are for us there. I don't think we're just called to have an online presence. Mm. It was
0: very helpful for that too. Well, and of course, the college that you've <clears throat> developed, the online college has been growing over there and for people to put a face to a name, would have been fantastic. Did you meet some students? Yeah, met some students. It was fun. I based myself in Santiago Diego de
1: Compostela, got a little apartment for a month. Beautiful. Mostly in the Galicia region and just took trains out to little towns where students were and churches and come back in the evening and ate late and uh, wandered the streets. It was just a really great experience just to get away, as most people feel. I think we just want to get away and do something.
0: Yes, uh, we've been
1: constrained <laughs> on travel for a while, so it would have been brilliant. Yeah, apart from that, just to just reconnect with some really great people and some people we're journeying with there who we're really are growing closer to
0: and loving and uh, working together on uh, what uh, God wants us to do there. I reckon time planning would have been a bit different this time around. You're no longer in a paid role in church. For years you've been running a management training consultancy business as well so tell us about that difference from moving from that paid role into an unpaid role and being more in in charge of your own time yeah it's been fantastic actually i mean i i realized in reflection
1: i've been wrestling with this whole concept for my for entire ministry life i'm doing rabbit ears as i say ministry this whole concept of being paid and, and what that means so I've been in and out of church staff and in and out of paid roles uh, in jobs and in business. I guess uh, as we get on to the rest of today's podcast, some of that stuff will come out. It does give greater flexibility. Most importantly for me, I think it really aligns with what I'm called to do and the message
0: I'm called to bring and the way I'm meant to be helpful to others. I've got a deep respect for the way you and your wife have always, as far as I've seen, moved with the Spirit and gone with what that leading is, irrespective of what the next foot says as far as financial security or whatever, and God has always provided. I think it's a helpful part of my personality to get bored easily. If I'm doing anything for
1: too long, I get a bit itchy. And I've found the challenge of finances, in particular, at
0: leaving church staff as really, really helpful for my life of faith. There must have been some concerns. I mean, you and Hillary first handed over the churches that you founded as senior pastors. Well, you were there for 13 years, I think, initially. So there must have been some concerns. What were they? Well, other people had concerns. Okay. <laughs>
1: well, were we burnt out? Why were we doing this? I mean, it's, it's a dumb career move, right? You founded this thing. you built it around a culture that you want. Essentially, a large degree of yourself is in it. You've employed people to cater for your
0: weaknesses and so you don't have to do your weaknesses. There's a secure income. You seem to be at the pinnacle of success and people must have been thinking, what are they thinking leaving? Because people
1: walk into that environment and they have instant respect for you because they Mm. can see the fruits of your labour around you. You're leaving financial security you're leaving a place of respect. People thought, well, maybe we're burnt out. Maybe we've privately sinned and we're dealing with it on the side. And particularly you know, when you join another person's team, you come under their culture. You really don't know what that's going to be like. What were the real motivations? What was happening there? It feel like it was a will of God for us to do it. Now You piece that together through lots of different bits of information. I was running the church with a high degree of vision and that seemed to taper off. I felt I couldn't represent my denomination in that role. I didn't feel I could represent the role expectations. I was sort of skewed from them somewhat. I was just caught up in the church and I just really didn't want to live for the rest of my life in that role with those expectations. And so I thought, well, coming to another place in a less senior
0: role would help me explore that. I guess that's also because you're being led by the Spirit. You know where you're going. But it's funny how there can be a propensity for some people to think the negative. I remember you sharing recently with me a Christian blogger talking about people leaving the church and the reasons why. Do you want to share a bit of that? There's a lot of talk
1: in church and other circles about the great resignation. And, I mean, for many decades, statistics of pastors resigning and leaving, you know, there's a bunch of reasons for that. And I don't oversimplify the situation. There's some particular denominations that are declining. And, of course, if you can't pay people the money to live and Mm. all that kind of stuff. And there's always a sense of failure portrayed, a sense of negativity, sadness about pastors leaving paid church roles. Having been my history, well, I've voluntarily left paid church roles, uh, felt called to leave them and have gone back to paid church roles in and out. The blog that I read really was, uh, didn't sit very
0: well with me at all. Shall we dive into the blog a bit and have an understanding of what the blogger was saying and then perhaps <laughs> yes. I'd, I'd be interested in your perspective on it? There were nine points in that blog. Maybe we'll look at those and then later on we'll put some other thoughts
1: that are more positive reasons why. It may not be a terrible thing for pastors to leave paid church roles, having done it several times myself. If you're listening to this and you do know a pastor who's left a paid role and has a sense of failure about it, maybe some of the things we say would be helpful to them to reset their sale for their own futures. Personally, I feel more on track with God's plan, with my life, having left paid church staff and really not in that traditional organized religion
0: space, but feel totally in the will of God for my life. It's easy to say why people leaving the church, but great things would never happen if people haven't left the lesser (laughs) job to move into the next thing. Well, it's the same with church history. If people hadn't thought there's a better way, there'd
1: be no reformation. There'd be no new expressions, there'd be no new communities, there'd be no new way of doing things. And in fact, in some denominations, you'll see there
0: hasn't been a new way for quite some time. Yeah, it's a good point. Imagine if Abraham didn't walk off his known world to go (laughs) follow the leading of God. Yes.
1: Okay, let's
0: dive into those nine points. I'd like your point of view on it. The first point is your identity is tied to what you do, not who you are. Now, that's an interesting point. To me, this is quite ironic because my experience has been I've only discovered how much
1: my identity is tied to what I do when I've left. So if you've been a CEO, managing director, there's got to be similarities there where you've got to dissociate yourself from the identity that's come from that role.
0: I totally agree. And it's easy to get bogged down into constraining ourselves to what we do. But yeah. Who we are is far bigger than that. And I I think as a pastor leaving
1: a paid church role, I've only discovered what parts of my identity has been linked to the role. In fact, I liked that instant respect that I got because of my position. And really my fundamental value is that we shouldn't respect, people got to earn respect, but many times I didn't have to earn it. I already had it because of title and role and position. Positional power. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Exactly. And so I think that first point of, is, is totally the opposite of what this particular blogger has commented
0: on. Yeah, it's a good point. The second one is you like being the centre of attention. That one's a bit of an odd one as well. I think we can put this one under the same rationale as the
1: first. Perhaps they don't like being the centre of attention. That's why they've resigned in the first place. There's a lot of attention put on pastors. I've had people offended because I've walked past them in the shops and not acknowledge them. I mean, I haven't noticed them. I'm always in some sort of daydreaming thought processes when I'm (laughs) walking. There is undue attention on paid staff members, and perhaps people are happy not to have that to be the centre of attention. That's one of the things they enjoy, not being a paid staff member.
0: It's different to being other-focused and dying to self, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it's a bit of an issue. Why don't pastors come back and attend the churches that they used to be paid staff members? This is one of the points. They don't want to be the centre of attention anymore. Mm. They don't want people to come up to them and have expectations of friendship and
0: input and all sorts of stuff. They just want to live more of a normal life. Totally agree. Even understanding from a secular perspective, working in the corporate world, selling our business, staying there for the transition, There was a time I had to cut it off and move out because with a new owner and a new CEO, people are looking at me, looking at him, looking at me, deciding who am I supposed (laughs) to be listening to here. Yeah, that's right. Point three. Now, this one's probably a bit more relevant. You've seen how the sausage is made and you've lost the appetite. This, to me, has an element of truth. In the machinations of
1: church organisation and church growth, there's things that are put on that, that altar as sacrifice that are really important. And sometimes as a paid church member, you go, actually, I've, I've seen what goes on the inside. I don't like it. I don't like the way people are treated. I don't like the way they're damaged. And I don't want to be a part of damaging people anymore. Now, that's not true, of course, of every church. However, you do see how the sausage is made. You do see behind the scenes. And sometimes
0: it's not as pretty as what it's made out to be. That's certainly not all circumstances. Point four, you've become more of a critic than a worshipper. Perhaps they have. I noticed in my in and out of church paid stuff, I mean, there
1: can be a real contrast between worship at a church and the rest of the service. We'll talk about a service now Mm -hmm. because that's one common expression of church life. When you come to worship God, I mean, it's pretty hard to get it wrong. You know what I mean? Very true. There's some, there's some words that I don't intentionally sing in certain songs, but in general, if you're helping people to express a love for God and be God-focused, the type of music, the feel of it, if people are being encouraged to turn their heart towards God, what, what's God going to do? He's going to honour that. He's going to hmm. honour that heart of worship in the people. But then the message comes or the focus of the church comes and it can become very other-focused. I've spoken to many people, that contrast is too much for them. Worship is great, but then the church focus comes up after that. If you put yourself in God's position, he's not going to abandon people in worship because there's some sort of communication afterwards that against his purposes. Perhaps they are worshipping, but perhaps they're worshipping in private or in smaller groups, and perhaps they just don't want to mix those two, you know, the beautiful part of worship with what comes after.
0: Very good. The fifth point is you think you're better or smarter than the other people who merely attend. I think this is a bit of a cop out. And one of the things that uh,
1: John Maxwell, whom many people, including me, greatly admire, says about leadership is when you go into a room, your question to yourself should be, how am I adding value to this person? Now, if we've given up on, the, on our thinking and desire to add value to ex-pastors amongst us and ex-page church staff members, Why would they possibly want to spend their time being in that situation? They want to contribute. They want to add value. They've got experience. And if we're not adding value to these people, you know, one of the other things John Maxwell said is many poor leaders uh, blame followers' inability to follow instead of their ability to lead. And so don't look at the followership. Look at your own leadership. What challenge, what, what environment are you providing for these people to engage with them for a meaningful future?
0: It's very good. I like that. I'm a brilliant leader. What's wrong with these followers? They're not, <laughs> they're not right. following me. Yeah,
1: and so <laughs> if we regard ex-pastors, ex-staff members as, as some sort of problematic group who needs to now go and do menial tasks and that's all their
0: role is. And you contrast <laughs> that with evaluating or as it used to be called being other-focused. Yes, yes. Very good. Point six, somewhere in the process, your personal walk with God taint. <laughs> well, maybe it has. Maybe it hasn't.
1: Maybe it's been upgraded and they realise that there are other contexts in which they want to operate. Maybe God is bringing a different focus, a different emphasis, a different path. Maybe they're actually called to be in the workplace. Maybe they're called to be in a, in a different type of church community. Many years ago, I struck with this thought from Matthew 16, where Jesus says he'd he build his church. I, I thought to myself, what did he have in mind when he said those words? Was it the particular type of church expression that I was living on Or is it a bit broader? And so there are many different types of church
0: expressions that people uh, want to get involved with. Point seven, you've forgotten you're a follower, not just a leader.
1: Yeah. <laughs> This is a binary type of statement, isn't it? You know, you were a leader, now you are a follower. I think many people are re-examining the concept of Christian leadership. Perhaps they're examining their own leadership. What they've been told about Christian leadership is not reflected in the Scripture. I certainly find that, and it's one of the tensions that caused me to desire a new path for myself. Jesus said that, that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, but not so shall be amongst you. It's not a Christian leader's role to tell people to do; it's to serve. And I found it impossible to be a servant leader in the culture of the denomination I was in.
0: Perhaps they're just re-looking at leadership and what it looks like for them. Good point. In point eight, the blogger says, you're neglecting the fact that you still have a role to play. It might be the opposite of that. (laughs) Yeah, it might be.
1: (laughs) Actually, there's a different role that I'm called to play, not within your particular vision, person who's criticising me, and saying, I'm not fitting into the roles that you've created under your vision. Perhaps God is speaking to me about my role in the universe to be helpful to others. And again, different
0: environments for them to do that. And the ninth point of the blog is that the why has died on the altar of the what and the how. Yeah. (laughs) I think, again, perhaps they have a new and different view of
1: the why, and one of those is, a real re-examination of what is God's mission on the earth. His mission is heaven on earth. The church is a strategy for that. The why is is on earth as it is in heaven. The why is not the church. The church is a tool, it's a strategy, and there's d- different bunches of ways
0: that that can be achieved. Yeah, I know there's certain people would think it's the other way around. The why is the church. <laughs> right. and, and that's in no way demeaning with the church's role, but the why is a strategy, not the actual mission. That's mm-hmm. a very good point. It was an interesting blog. I mean, there's some points that you can see where he's coming from, and some mm. I, I have to say, well, I disagree I think, with, and we're all entitled to. I think it comes from a very narrow perspective.
1: Mm. So The perspective is, I have a vision. You need to fit into it.
0: Yes, good that's, point. That's the perspective, and if you don't, these are these are the problems that you have. That's a really interesting perspective from the blogger. And I think next time when we get together, Wayne, let's have a look at another point of view of why people in paid roles in churches may be leaving. Yeah, I think it's good, Steve. We've looked at something someone else has said and
1: really countered that with a different point of view. But let's put a, more of a positive spin on it
0: for the next podcast. Looking forward to hearing your wisdom, Wayne. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Resources referenced in this podcast can be found at kingdomculture.com.au And online courses are available at udemy.com.